Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah in Portland. And this is Dimity in Denver. And I think I'm finally coming down from my run about a oh, Sarah. So, so that's you asked me, what run did you do? What, what <laughs> run did you do, Dimity? Oh, yeah, thanks, thanks. <laughs> um, I got to have a dream run uh, with Mother Runners, Kara Goucher and Alicia uh, Montano, uh, who are both Soleus athletes. Um, they came into town, uh, kind of into town. Kara lives in Boulder, but there was this, there's a great store up in Longmont, which is near Boulder called Brews and Shoes. So really I could have gone on and just gone to Brews and Shoes because it's kind of like my two favorite things in the world. And, and note that it's B-R-E-W-S, not B-R-U-I-S-E. <laughs> so it's... Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course. It's, it's beer and shoes. It's beer and a running store. I mean, they're side by side. They're not... Uh, I, I mean, I imagine that they're owned by the same person, but they're definitely two separate entities. Probably has, has to do with some kind of, you know, Legal regulation law. slash yeah. zoning laws. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So Solius brought them in along with Nick Simmons, who is... Um, I don't believe he's a father runner, but he is a very, very talented runner. Um, and so he did a fun run at the beginning. And I got up there right at six, which is when the fun run was starting. The place was packed. So um, so everyone takes off. And, of course, I forgot my headlamp and it's dark. Oh, so I'm just like, okay, I'm just not going to bite it. I'm just not going to bite it. I'm just going <laughs> to stay with the crowd and kind of, you know, um, piggyback on somebody else's light. So kind of going out on a like kind of a walking path. And um, I just kind of slowly made my way up. And all of a sudden I turn around or I'm, you know, and I'm not, I haven't talked to anybody. I went by myself and um, I haven't talked to anybody. And um, all of a sudden I hear, um, yeah, and I got first at the Big Sur half the other <laughs> last weekend. And I was like, oh, I turn around I'm like, oh, my God, there's Kara Goucher. <laughs> um, so I'm like, I'm hanging here. <laughs> they, they were running. I mean, they were running very, very, very easy for them. It was probably the equivalent of a walk. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, so she and um, Alicia uh, were – just chatting and um, and then their friend Shanna, who's kind of I think Kara's agent, mm-hmm. um, as well as does a bunch of other stuff in the running industry. Uh, we're just kind of running together with a couple people around them, but I was just like, hey, and uh, <laughs> and just introduced myself and just kind of hung there and just listened, and it was so fun. I mean, how often? I, I mean, I've never got to do that before. Oh so. yeah, no, no, that's awesome. That's so. Awesome. It was really fun. I mean, we um, we just you know. And, I, you know, I basically just listened. And did you say, hey, I'm a Soleus mother runner too, you know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to see my split? Yeah, look, here's um, my one. I got one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they were talking about um, like their lifting and um, how Kara doesn't like Colt, who is their, I think, five-year-old son now, her and Adam. I think he's five. Mm-hmm. And Alicia has a daughter whose name I'm blanking on right now. But you know, how they don't like them around when they're lifting weights or if they have to like skip a workout and do it at home or something, a strength training workout. And, and, you know, and they're like, Oh, I feel guilty telling you know them to go away. And I'm like, don't feel guilty. That's your job. You know, <laughs> I'm like they can wait a couple minutes. You know, I'm always like the voice of reality. Like the kids can wait. They're going to be okay. They're resilient. Yeah. Um, 
they were talking about that. Uh, they were talking about, and so I asked them what their favorite strength training move, and Kara's was the plank, mm-hmm. and Alicia's was not the plank, but she needs to do it because she's not very good at it, she says. Um, and it was cool because she was the one, I don't know exactly how it's all going to wrap up, but um, Alicia was the one that had um, the, um, like, she was fourth in a bunch of mm-hmm. medals. It's right when the Russian doping scandal broke. So there's a good chance that she's going to get some medals. I want to know. Medals. And I, again, I didn't have a chance to talk to her, but it was kind of cool timing to be there. Um, yeah. she, she, they, had a, they did a Q&A afterwards with the crowd it up there so that was kind of cool yeah nice I, yes i saw a picture of her um it was promoted on the front page of the new york times and um i'm so woefully behind on my new york times reading so i think that um sports section is still on my kitchen table so <laughs> i was intending to read that article because i um, certainly know she's a soleus athlete and um so feel a little tiny bond with her <laughs> yeah well they were and they, and they introduced their three watches for the olympic year which was really fun they all have signature watches so um, like Alicia's, she's, she wears a flower in her hair. So they have a profile of her on the back of hers with a flower in her hair. And I think Kara's has her signature. Um, it, they're, they're very, very cool looking watches. Oh, nice. Very nice. And GPSs. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Well, um, I have a nifty event this afternoon. It does not involve, you know, mother runner Olympians. Um, but um, then, then it's not nifty. <laughs> no, it's, it's um, so I am today as um, is November 18th and it is um, the Mockingjay part two is uh, debuting, premiering in some, some places. It's, I guess it's officially opens on Friday, but here in Portland, there is a um, double feature of Mockingjay part one and the new Mockingjay part two. And so my 10 year old son, John adores the hunger games. And so I have been intending to take him do something special with him because he was so, so wonderful to me while I was recuperating from my fractured ankle. I mean, my whole family was very good to me as were a ton of uh, mother runners here in Portland, but John just really, John has a very, very big heart and he's a very dear um, little fella. And it really shined while I was, had my ankle um, layup. And so I, you know, like I want to take him to San Francisco, but you know, that costs a lot of money. So finally I, I saw this and I was going to take him to a midnight showing of, um, oh, geez. yeah, but one, I mean, John is one of those kids that, I mean, he has tons and tons of energy, as you know, you've hung out with him. <laughs> with him and told some stories about him on the podcast, but he um, cannot, he just is not good at staying up real late and, and I'm not good at staying up real late. So it turned, so when I was kind of just looking around online, I saw this thing. And so it's special. It costs $25 a ticket, which, um, so well, it's not quite the deeper cl- than a ticket to San Francisco. <laughs> That's what I told myself. And, uh, so we, we already got some candy from plaid pantry. And um, so we are does going, he know that he's going yes, yes, he does. Does because originally oh, okay. I gave him the option of taking his twin sister Daphne because her nose was very out of joint when I announced that I was going to just take him and being the good hearted soul that he is he said yes let's take her and then I dug deeper and discovered that it was $25 a ticket and I'm like nope John this is just you and me so it um, starts at 430 so we're going to get there early so that we aren't in the first row <laughs> And, um, and so, um, I think it should be very fun. And, and then it got me thinking, 
I remember when my dad took me to a movie, just myself and being my dad, a, um, a total lover of all things history. Um, I know that's a shocker to you, Dim, but he, my dad <laughs> took me to see um, a movie about the Hindenburg disaster. <laughs> and, um, mm-hmm. and so, um, so you know, Mockingjay Part 1 and Part 2, a little different than that. But I'm just curious, what, what are they rated? I know nothing about the Hunger Games. I think they're probably rated PG-13. So, um, he's, he's seen all three of them thus far and, um, and he read the book and then, you know, I actually tweeted about it, seeing if, if, you know, what people's reaction was. And this was when I was thinking about taking him to a midnight showing and Lisa Peterson, who is on our, was on our last Ragnar team. She was like full on supporting me on Twitter about it, saying how, you know, she just had a really great memory. She's a mom of five there in Colorado. And, you know, that she has like sometimes she said, you know, like sometimes taking her kids like out of school to do special things or, you know, taking them to Mm -hmm. movie openings or anything. And she was like, you know, it was such special memories. And and okay yes. So it's not like I'm, you know, doing some handcrafty project with him. I realize it still involves a very large screen. But, um, you know, I I mean, he just he loves Jennifer Lawrence. He loves the Hunger Games. You know, he plays the Hunger Games around the house. You know, he's got his little bow awesome. and all that he's stuff. He's going to have such a good time. Yeah. 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 Wait, but so wait, so he's already, and this is just because I don't, he's already seen all three movies? No, no, no. Okay, so there's like, four. So there's the Hunger Games, um, Catching Fire, and then to milk the um, paying public further, they broke Mockingjay up into two movies, Mockingjay oh, Part 1 and Part 2. Okay. So this is the debut of Mockingjay Part 2 and and to kind of as a little refresher, because it is, I mean, you know, they broke a book into two parts. And so, um, and I think they're going to be very different movies because the second one's very action packed, whereas the first one's kind of laying the groundwork for it. And it, and when it ends, it's basically like the end of a TV show that you're expecting to then tune in next week and see the continuation of. So this is the continuation. So there are from three books, they have made four movies. Four and movies. They, so you're going to see part three, which is kind of old. And then part four would, basically exactly yeah yeah so mockingjay okay. part one part two and um you know i'm already prepping for having a very sore butt by the end of the thing i hope there's an intermission um, yeah. <laughs> i know right that's my problem or i would fall asleep if it wasn't the midnight show but that's very cool i mean yeah those are good memories i i was I, that brought me back to um like the wyzetta theater which was like the only movie theater in town and i i i, I used to go there my mom my dad my mom used to have our dad my dad bring us kids there on on christmas eve to oh. see a movie so she could like because we, we always hosted christmas eve dinner mm-hmm. and so like she wanted all of us out of the house when we were young obviously um to just kind of clean and whatever do last minute stuff and so that's a very strong memory and then seeing um i saw the breakfast club there but i don't oh. think that i remember seeing that with my dad <laughs> kind of an odd movie awkward movie i'd rather see the hindenburg movie with my dad yeah, but, um yeah. anyway yeah um yeah. Cool. Well, have fun. I'm excited for you. And uh, yeah, have a have a good time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So and you saying falling asleep, the um, like Mockingjay part one, you know, not a real thrilling movie. And I'm like, Oh, well, I guess I could always go to sleep while I'm watching it. And yeah, so, bring your neck pillow. I wish I was I live near you. I could share my airplane neck pillow with you. Oh, nice. And maybe I should bring my earplugs and you know, my my Hollywood shades, you know, my sleeping mask, the whole bit. And they'll be like, <laughs> they'll search my purse, you know, and then they'll be like, there's the candy. There's the earplugs i'll be like lady what are you gonna do here <laughs> so anyway yes yeah, so, so i'm looking forward to that so um we ha- we have a 
special guest with us today. It is um, Suzanne Allaire, and she is the mother runner of a sixth grade daughter. And she is the founder and co-leader of November Project Philadelphia. And we will go into what November Project is in the podcast. And um, Suzanne is also, she's um, an all-around do-gooder on the Philly running scene. She takes shelter dogs on runs, and she organizes a local race, and we will hear all about that. But first, we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our partners, and that is actually um, Rock My Run. And I want to say um, we record this um, little preview about it or um, promo for it before we came out with our newest mix. So um, listen to the promo, find out how to get some free Rock My Run mixes, and the newest one, the promo code for it is CHILL, C-H-I-L-L. So make sure you use that as well when you... Um, after you're done listening to this podcast. So, um, we'll, we, and we'll put that in the podcast notes as well. So if you are like a mile two of a 14 mile and you're like, wait, what was that again? I can't remember. <laughs> um, it'll be at the bottom of the podcast notes here. Yeah, exactly. Alrighty. So we will hear from that and then we'll be back with Suzanne. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Suzanne, thanks for joining us today. I'm happy to be here. Great, great. So tell us how you became a runner. Um, I actually started running in 2008, so I am still fairly new to running, I would say. Um, When my daughter's father and I separated, the time that I had when she was at his place was like a total dead zone for me. So I started running to fill the void of not having my daughter at home. Had you been an athlete before or active? Were you an aerobics goer or something like that? I mean, I played softball as a kid until I was probably about 16. Um, I've always been pretty active, but never like anything super organized since high school or running. I was actually caught from the cross country team when I was in high school, which is actually a funny <laughs> story because <laughs> it's oh, nice I to turn around and be like, hey, guess what, guys? <laughs> Look at me now. I thought that cross country was a sport that had no cuts. Like that's the, that's yeah. the sport that you go out for if you know you can't yeah. make the softball or the volleyball team. Yeah, I was not. I was not a runner as a child. <laughs> they made an exception just for you, Suzanne. Just they did. They did. <laughs> and it took you how many years to get over that until you started running in two thousand eight? Yeah, right? it's, it took me. It took me almost twenty years to get over that. <laughs> and so, have you um, raced, or do you just run recreationally, or kind of where did, where have you gone since two thousand eight? What kind uh, of runner would you be? Honestly, I trained for four weeks and raced a 10 miler in 2008. That was my first race ever. I ran the Broad Street Run here in Philadelphia. Um, I thought it was a 5K because I was told it was a 5K. <laughs> and then it turned Fault, out to be faulty a intel. Uh huh. Yeah. And yeah, a girlfriend of mine was like, "Run the Broad Street Run with me in a couple weeks." So I did and ran the whole 10 miles, and it felt great. So I just kept doing it. Um, I'm actually racing in the Philadelphia Marathon this weekend. Nice. I'm running the wow. full on Sunday. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yep. What's, have you, what's the weather forecast for that? It's it's literally changing every day. Um, right now, it should be about 41 at start and maybe like 47 at the finish. Oh, great. And so, dry? Dry, yeah. Oh, awesome racing weather then. Yeah, so it should be great. I mean, it's been in the 60s here a lot lately, so 
you know, I ran this morning and it was below 40 and my knees hurt a bit, but I'll be fine. I'm excited. Cover I'm so on. excited. I, yeah, have I you... haven't run a marathon since 2010. So it's oh, been good. a while. Yeah. Great. Great. Well, so um, so as much as we um, want to talk about the Philadelphia Marathon, we actually have you on to talk about the November Project. So for women so who aren't great. familiar with that, can you explain what it is and what it aims to do? Um, because it seems to us that it's just more than a free workout. Sure. Well, what the November Project is, is we're a free fitness movement. We're in 26 cities in North America. Um, started in Boston about four years ago now. Um, two gentlemen who went to Northeastern together literally said they both rode crew together. And when they graduated thought, what are we going to do now? Like we need that team atmosphere. How are we going to stay in shape now that we have office jobs or, you know, we're working and we're busy and you know, we're adults. What are we going to do? Um, so <laughs> welcome to real yeah, life. How, huh? how, how are we going to, how are we going to adult our way through staying fit? Um, so it really was over a beer. They just said, you know what, let's for the entire month of November in 2011, let's go to Harvard Stadium and let's run the stadium at 6.30 every morning. I'll be accountable for you, you be accountable for me, and we'll go and do it. And it was their November project. Um, From there, people started hearing about it because they were talking about it on social media uh, and people started showing up. So more people were coming and more people were coming. Um, And now, I mean, the model is to scale across Monday, Wednesday, Friday in each city that we're in. um, in Philadelphia here, we're just Wednesday and Friday at this point in time. Um, but 6.30 in the morning, no matter the weather, no matter whether it's a holiday. Um, I remember when we were pledging, we were out there on Christmas morning, and then we were out there on New Year's Day. Um, because we do Fridays, again, this year we'll be out there on Christmas morning and New Year's Day. Um, no matter what is going on in our lives, it's something that you can show up to. Um, workout, sub-60-minute workout, and everything is modifiable. So whether you're someone who's never run a 5K or you're an ultra marathoner, there's something that suits everybody that's there. How how did you first find out about it? Um, I'm originally from Massachusetts. Um, So I I lived there until I was 18 when I got out of high school before I went to college. Um, And honestly, I started seeing pictures of friends I went to high school with who had since moved to Boston. Um, I saw pictures on Facebook and just kept asking, what is it that you guys are doing? You know, what are uh-huh. you doing? This looks like fun. Why, you know, why don't we have anything like that in Philadelphia? It seems like something that would make sense. Um, I ran with a ton of running clubs here. Um, you know, Fishtown Beer Runners, South Philly Striders, West Philly Runners. <clears throat> and, and most of our running groups are just that. They're running clubs. So they run, whether it's, you know, to a bar or to a, a location or whatever else. But it was always just running. And November Project um, incorporates a whole lot more circuit training and core fitness, which as, again, as I was getting older, I started noticing that just running wasn't cutting it anymore. And I needed to add in, you know, some other stuff into my routine. So we do a lot of like push-ups, we do squats, you know, um, we make up workouts, we do hoisties, which is a completely made up um, partner <laughs> exercise that you do. It's like squats, but there's a lot of eye contact. Um, one of the big goals of November Project is to put your phone down and not be behind a screen and actually interact with the people that you're working with. Like we, we do a lot of stuff with the community. So we'll go out and do food drives and we do shoe drives with back on my feet. Um, we really want to make sure that we're giving back as well as, you know, getting fit. That's, that's, so- that's yeah, I have to say I went, um, so I went to the Denver one here as, you know, research yeah. um, on yep. uh, last Friday morning 
And um, so I get there and I'm super tentative, right? Because like, I just, you know, I'm the only, I, I didn't ask a friend to go with me. So I'm by myself. It's 630 in the morning. Yeah. I'm at a park that I've never been at. Um, it's dark. And um, <laughs> what's that? It's and really it's dark. dark. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really dark. Although it was getting more, you know, it was getting lighter because of the, you know, it wasn't so bad. But um, the first thing that happened is like the two um, founders, the Denver founders, like came up and gave me a hug. Like, like, hey, and like lots of hugs, lots of hugs. <laughs> there is a and, um, lot and I was like, hugs. okay, all right. You know, and, and then we did these, um, they called bouncies, kind of maybe they're different than your hoisties, but basically you're bouncing around in a circle. Um, and they're like, get in close, get uncomfortable body contact, you know, get yeah. in close. And I mean, as a joke, obviously, if you wanted to hang on the outside, you could hang on the outside, which I kind of did. But um, I really liked that. I liked that, like, you know, and we ended up running hills, which, you know, I know you're going to talk about burpees and hoisties and all those things. And um, mm-hmm. and they're very important. But I was really glad to have a workout that was in my wheelhouse. <laughs> that I didn't have to, like, for sure. completely, for sure. you know, struggle through for the first one. Um, but but while, but but during running hills, you know, um, someone like planted themselves, one of the leaders planted themselves in the middle with a speaker of the hill. And that was great. And then you're high-fiving everybody up and down. And, you know, by the end, I was like totally in the spirit and left in such a good mood. And, you know, I didn't really learn anybody's name, but at the same time, I was like, oh my gosh, I could come back here in a heartbeat. And they'd be like, oh yeah, you're the tall one, you know, that, (laughs) that showed up last time. So, um, so I really enjoyed, I like that, that, that aspect of it, that putting down your phone and, and interacting with people, um, was unexpected. Good. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. That's great. It's always great to hear nice feedback. And there are things that are very similar from city to city. The bounce will happen at the beginning of a workout in all 26 cities. And the reason being is that if I, so if I'm traveling, like I have to go to LA for work, like I know that I can get up and I can go to that workout in LA and it's going to start off the exact same way that it starts off here in Philadelphia. So that's a little piece of home that you can take with you as you, as you travel for any reason, like, you know, that you can go to that workout. It's going to start off the same way. I mean, there's nuances to every tribe, but that bounce happens in every city at the same time, all over the country, um, every Wednesday and Friday, which is pretty amazing stuff. So, so for somebody who hasn't been there, can you describe Suzanne, what, what the bouncy is? Um, so we just all get in a circle together. Um, the two leaders of each city and some cities, they stand in front of the tribe and others, they stand in the center. Um, and you really just, you get a bounce going and everybody's just bouncing a little bit to warm up. Um, to loosen up, to feel a little more part of the group. Um, this morning, for instance, we grabbed all the new people, put them in the center of the group and had them shout their names as, mm-hmm. as the rest of the tribe was bouncing around them. Um, we had them shout their names in unison. So no one really heard what their names were. And then the rest of the tribe was shouting what their names were, but everybody was just doing it. It's kind of a fun way to just loosen up mm-hmm. and get yourself ready to start working out. As it gets colder, it gets nicer to be all, all bunched up together and, and be bouncing. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And there was a little chant that I didn't know at the uh, at the Denver group. There was like, you know, are we ready to go? F yeah, or something like that. Um, and then oh, there was a couple good of good questions. Where yep. they... Good morning. Yeah. yeah. What, good what... morning. Yep. Okay. We all good morning. And then everybody else good morning back. And then the question is, are you all good? And there, you oh. know, you could be thinking, I'm cold. I No, I'm not good. Or, you know, I'm really tired because it's early or it's dark or I have all this stress. But the only appropriate answer is F yeah. Sweet. Oh, good. So that's another. So I can bounce and not, I can yell F. Yeah. Not censored. All right. Not censored. Yes. Yeah. So you're allowed to curse. You leave your, you know, you leave your suit and tie at the door and come on in and do whatever it is that you need to get through that workout. Oh, and there's like so awards too. 
So I don't know if, if when you were there, did they give away the positivity award on Friday? Mm, they did not. No. Okay. So we have an, every city has an ore handle that's engraved with the city's name and November project on the other side. Um, again, comes from our um, rowing roots. And what that is, it's the positivity award. So it's given out every week by the leaders to someone of the tribe that is like recruits hard or smiles hard or, you know, works really hard, but always has a super positive attitude because the big goal is to keep everything positive while you're there. Like there's no room for negativity in a group that size um, with people that are just trying to get fit and especially for, you know, first timers and then people that have been coming all the time. And it really is a nice way. And people get excited about it. They're like, Ooh, I wonder like if it's going to be me this week or who's going to get the positivity award. And it's a really nice way to keep people, keep people focused on the fact that you're only here for 60 minutes. So let's spend these 60 minutes super positive. So wait, then do yeah, they no. take, do they take the ore home and bring it back at the next workout or no? Yeah. Yeah. It also holds accountable to make sure they come back the next week. Yeah, that's clever. <laughs> I like it. I like it. We yeah, we didn't have that award, but I have to say we had a huge I mean, so the rowing routes, I didn't know the rowing routes and um it turns mm-hmm. out so we I live close to DU, which is University of Denver, and um okay. and the, a lot of the DU crew team came out maybe for the first time or maybe it was the first time gotcha. that they'd shown up in those numbers. Um yeah, I was like Oh my gosh, that was me 20 years ago. <laughs> I mean, all these awesome, and they were mostly women, and they just looked so fit and so fast, and you could tell that they were a strong team, you know? Um, not that I'm not yeah. there now, but, you know, that's what both Sarah and I were rowers, so um, so it's fun awesome. just to see that. Um, so that was maybe the call-out, and maybe they already they already had enough wars, so <laughs> they didn't need another one. Yeah, for sure. So, and, and how many people are we talking like dim? How many people were at your workout? How many people, Suzanne, were at your workout say this morning? Um, I would say, so we average, we average around two, two fifty on Wednesdays and probably right around a hundred, 150 on Fridays. 200 wow. or 250 people. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, when it gets super cold in the winter, we'll probably dip down to about a hundred on Wednesdays. Um, wow. But at the height of the summer, we could have 300 plus people at a workout. Oh, my gosh. I was envisioning, the, envisioning this huddle of maybe like 18 to 25 people or something like oh, that. No, this we're is a big, big bouncy. <laughs> yeah, this is a big bouncing mass. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we are a big well, crew. Wow. And Dim, how many people were in Denver? Well, not as many. Um, so they have a they have the, on Fridays, they have two workouts. They have a 545 and a 630. And I went to the 631. So I would say that maybe like 15 at the 545 one. I saw them all leaving and then maybe 25 to 30 at, at mine. Um, but we had just like we are coming into winter and it had snowed. Um, you know, it was definitely, I think the summertime, like Suzanne said, it would, it, you would get more critical mass. And I honestly think the more people that go, the better off you'll be right. Cause you're a little bit more, and I know that the point is not to be anonymous, but if you're intimidated to go, then that kind of, that kind of feeds like no one's going to see me flail around doing my burpees. <laughs> For right? sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the biggest thing too, people say to me, they're like, well, I'll start coming to November project once I get in shape. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that yeah. kind of doesn't make like come and then you'll be in shape. <laughs> like it, it'll all go hand in hand if you start coming. Um, and I think, I think it's a, just a, a human reaction to think that people are watching you while you're working out. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, people are so absorbed in what it is that they're doing mm-hmm. and worrying so much that people are watching them that no one's paying any attention. You know, we're just, we're literally out there. We have so much fun while we're out there that we literally take like the work out of working out because you're just enjoying yourself and it goes by so fast. You know, you you forget that you're working as hard as you're working. 
I love that. Take the yeah. work out of the I, workout. Yeah, yeah, I will definitely vouch for that. I mean, I have not run hills in probably, I don't even know how long. So, mm-hmm. I mean, to do that, that workout, which is tough, a tough workout. And I sure. finally looked down at my watch and I was like, oh my gosh, we've been doing this for like 35 minutes. And I, you know, I hadn't yeah. even noticed. And, and I will speak. I mean, I definitely feel like, yes, it was, it kind of skewed a little bit younger, but there were definitely all fitness levels there. And that's, and I really Absolutely. did like that. I liked, and then everybody was cheering each other on. I mean, there was a guy who, you know, could probably run a 430 mile without trying and a woman who was, you know, probably run a 14, 30 minute mile, but they, but it didn't matter because we were all doing the exact same loop. So we're all just in one big, you know, connected circle. Hmm, That's awesome. That's awesome. So when, when it's not a hill repeat, like workout, like Dimity was doing, Suzanne, can you describe what a, um, you know, like a, I don't think there's a typical November project workout, but you know, like a recent one that maybe had some strength training moves or, or some core stuff like you alluded to earlier. Sure, sure. On on so on Wednesdays we're at the uh, Art Museum steps here in Philadelphia. It's such an iconic spot. Rocky train there, so why wouldn't we? Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> this morning we did a we did a fire drill workout. So what that is is we're consistently running up and down the steps of the Art Museum. And when um, a bell rings, we have a cowbell. When we ring the cowbell, everyone drop to do um, seven push-ups. And then get back up and keep running. So you can run at your own pace. Like if you want to really hit the stairs hard, hit the stairs hard. If you want to kind of jog up and down the stairs, you're, go, you're fine to do that too. But every time that bell rings, it's seven push-ups. And then the second time it rings, it was seven sit-ups. So we rotated back and forth between those. Um, we did that for about 35 minutes. And then at the end of the workout, we split the, we split the, the um, tribe down into a couple smaller groups. And we did what's called a burnout. Um, which is just a sprinting. We found a little loop and we had everybody sprint from one side to the other. Um, and we do that quite often. That's really just so you push yourself at the end of the workout. You know, the, the workout's not over. Let's push ourselves a little bit harder and see what we can do. Um, and then on Friday, on Fridays we do, we run hill repeats on Fridays, but we also like to add something in. So there's a nice lookout where you can see the sunrise and you can look over to the art museum from where we run on Fridays. Um, so in the middle of our hill repeats, we'll usually have everybody stop and do like five or six burpees or, you know, 10 to 12 partner pushups. Um, you know, at the end of workouts, we like to do musical workouts. Mm -hmm. So we play, um, Roxanne by Sting. Um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And every time you hear Roxanne, it's a burpee. And when you hear red dress or red light, that's a squat. So as you can imagine, that chorus keeps playing. That's a lot of burpees, but it's a lot of fun. Nice. So, and you still haven't described what a hoisty is. I know people are waiting as I am to hear what a hoisty is. It sounds like something that like (laughs) Popeye and his buddies would do or something. (laughs) Right, right. So you just, it's just, you cross your hands in front of you facing your partner and you drop your behind all the way down to the ground and then you explode up into a jump squat. Um, but while you're doing it, you need to be making extreme eye contact with the person across from you. And every time your feet leave the ground, you shout hoisty. Nice. <laughs> and does it ever involve- <laughs> And I will say, <laughs> yeah. it's a lot, it's, it's pretty intense. I mean, going all the way to the ground and back up, especially if you're doing like 10 to 15 reps, like it's a pretty solid leg workout. Oh yeah, getting again, your, getting your butt that low, yeah. Yeah, and your focus is so much on sh- again shouting hoisty and making eye co- weird awkward eye contact with your partner. <laughs> um, that again, you're taking the work out of the workout. You know, we do all kinds of like we do armless hugs. We have um, 
So you just have to stand face to face and just wrap your neck around the person next to you. There's a lot of like, it's, it's, you know, leave your ego at the door and just come and have a good time. And leave your lice oh, behind God. too. You know, as, as moms of young <laughs> kids, I'm like, ah, that sounds like lice uh, transmission. Say, my daughter, my daughter comes to um, quite a few workouts. Not now once it's starting to get cold and dark. Um, but in the summertime, she comes with me to almost every workout and she loves it. Wow, a sixth grader doing that type of workout. That's really impressive. Yeah. I, yeah. Th- I think she, she, does, she won't get cut from cross country. She will not. She's, she's not the most athletic child, but she absolutely loves coming to November Project and working out. That's so much fun. Suzanne is, is uh, yeah, she's taking her destiny into her own hands. You will not get cut from the team. Sure. Um, okay, two things. Someone's listening to this and is a little intimidated um, to go try it. So what would you say... If they have a chapter in their city, how would you kind of get them to go try it? Would you send them with a friend? Would you send them to are Hill Repeats every Friday nationwide? So the model is to have them every Friday. We do Hill Repeats on Friday. I know that Denver does. I know that Fridays, the, the model is to do Hill Repeats. So I think that most cities do Hill Repeats on Fridays. Um, and then Wednesdays is the workout that's always ever changing. Um, and Mondays are destination decks, which ultimately means that Mondays, the location will change either every month or every week, depending upon the size of the city. Um, and like I said, we don't have Mondays quite yet. We're still working that out. Um, and you grow, you start with Wednesdays and then you have Wednesday, Friday, and then you'll have Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, and now I don't even remember what the original question was. The advice. So, yeah. so, oh, what would I yeah. say? What would, what would I say to somebody? Um, I always say to people here when I meet them is come one time, like, like leave your expectations at the door. Come one time. If you hate it, don't ever come back, you know, but nine times out of 10, people absolutely love it when they come, you know, grab a and if your friend doesn't want to get up, I'll come get you. You know, there's there's a million. It's like I will physically drive to your house and come and get you in the morning and take you to the. You workout. have the kind of energy I, I wouldn't doubt it, Suzanne. Given your energy that's coming yeah. through the phone, I wouldn't doubt it. Well, and I love yeah. that it's I love that it's free. Yeah, you know, it's one of the best bargains going. I think. Sure is. There's a money back guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> you don't oh, like yeah. it? We'll give you your money back. I bet you've never used that joke before, ever, ever, <laughs> ever, ever. <laughs> So, and, and then on the website, you know, there's the find a workout and then start your own November project tribe, as you've said. So, you know, if, if someone's listening, they fall in love with it, you know, what steps do they take, um, to, to start a November project in, in their own city? Let's say they, like you, they go to Los Angeles on business, they love it and they want to start it, you know, when they go back to Des Moines or wherever. Um, and so, you know, what steps do they take and what pieces of advice would you give them? Yeah. So I'll, Information again is listed on the NovemberProject.com website, um, and from there, what you—I mean—you ultimately you have to pledge, which we did. I mean, we pledged for ten weeks before we became an official tribe. Um, you need to set up that, you know, workout in the city that you're in, and make sure you're committed to showing up. And the the thing is too, like anybody can say, like, I want to go out and be, you know, the leader of November Project, but it does take a certain kind of person, and it also takes an enormous commitment level because. I mean, myself and my co-leader, Dan, like our jobs aren't done when we're done the workout. I mean, we come home and we need to write the blog and, you know, we're responsible for all these people that are, um, you know, that are showing up to our workouts every week. And, you know, there's other little nuances that happen. And then there's like evening events and there's, you know, events that happen because of November project and 
all these other things that we have to organize behind the scenes. And, you know, we have a water stop for the Philly Marathon. So there are a lot of things that go into it. And it's not just a short commitment either. And since it's every single week or an indefinite amount of time, um, and don't try to go out and be that tribe that maybe, you know, maybe you went to New York for a week and you went to three workouts there and then you want to go home to Iowa and start a tribe there. Don't try to be New York and Iowa. Be yourself where you are. And that's, I think, is the one great piece, the best piece of advice that I can give anybody that would want to start a tribe. How many people started it with you? Um, there were eight people at our first workout. So it was myself. But, were you, but and, you the, were you the only person that started? Like, did you have a friend or I a did. coworker I did, or something? I didn't have, I didn't have a co-leader um, at our first workout. Dan, uh, my co-leader, came to, I believe, our second or our third workout. Um, and I met him there. And we started talking and became fast friends and just decided that it was a for you know him to come on as my co-leader. I needed a co-leader for us to become an official tribe. And Dan was a oh, really cool. good fit. He's a great dude. So, yeah. So that was good stuff. He really didn't get his money back, though. I mean, you know, he, got, he, he went to that workout and, you know, now now he's like, wow, yeah. how did I get here? Yeah. Now he's now he's got a now he's got a full time free volunteer position. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So. So. It's, and speaking of volunteers, you, you sound like a very giving person, Suzanne, because I noticed that you are involved. Uh, you're a volunteer runner of shelter dogs. So um, how did you get involved with that? And, and tell us a, a bit about the Monster Milers, the organization sure. you volunteer with, please. Sure. The Monster Milers are an organization here in Philadelphia. They run at four different shelters. Um, so what the, the, the goal of that is, the mission statement, is that we go into the shelters and run the dogs that are there. Um, so that the dogs are a little more tired, but also a little more mild mannered. Um, and so that they have, you know, a little more human interaction so that those dogs then are more likely to be adopted. You know, when you, I don't know if you guys have been in a shelter, um, but you go in, I mean, those dogs are jumping all over the place cause they're crated all day long. Mm -hmm. So it's great to get those dogs out, get them socialized. Um, and you'd be surprised that dogs actually, um, are much easier on a leash when you're running with them than they are when you're walking with them. If they're not dogs that are used to being socialized, once you get them in their natural environment and start running, they just take off and, and you can just see like the, the, the change in their demeanors. It also gives me my dog fix too, because I do not have a dog, but I can go and run with them and get a little fix and, and then you walk go. away. Leave it at home. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of like visiting, yes. you know, a yeah. daycare, right? <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. Something like that. Um, yeah, no, when I, we used to watch the dog whisperer back when Cesar Milan was all that, like he would definitely take yep. all his dogs running, the ones that needed to be socialized. That's, that's very yeah, cool. Yeah, absolutely. Gosh, I, is, great. Is, that a, is that a national organization, the Monster Milers? Is that just a Philly-based thing, as they're far as you know? Local here. They're local here to Philadelphia. I know we okay. have a program like that here in Portland. I'm pretty sure it's through the Humane Society. I'm, I um, wouldn't want to bet on that, but I, I know there is a program that allows you to go running with dogs. So I, I think it's something, uh, t that type of program, I think it's available in a lot of different places. Yeah, yeah cool. I'm sure. Okay, so you do that. So you, so you, you know, show up twice a week for the November project and give all your energy to that. Yep. And you run with the dogs. Yep. And then you coordinate a local 5K. Um, what race is it? 
Um, it's the River City Festival 5K. You really did your research on me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you, LinkedIn. <laughs> what other skeletons are going to pop out of my closet? one time um, when you told your boss, are you having a good day? <laughs> F yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the River City Festival is a, is a festival that's like, I've been doing this for about five years. It's a festival in the Fishtown um, neighborhood of, of Philadelphia. Um, it benefits the Fish Neighbors Association. The 5K is capped at 200 runners, um, but it is really fun. We pick a different charity every year. You know, we've done the Monster Milers as a charity. Um, we did Philly Achilles, um, oh, which, nice. I mean, Achilles is a national organization um, that runs with disabled runners. Um, and it's it's just, it's a really fun, it's, it's a fun run. It's a semi-closed course. It really just is a, a good way to kick off the festival, get people fit um and it's a music festival and there's beer and all that good stuff so you know run a little bit first and then add back all those calories you burned off and it, and it really is a 5k versus that 10 miler that you got duped into right right yeah. absolutely <laughs> yeah it is a 5k um but I, I always think when with um you know sometimes people will be like oh another mother runner do you do you all put on races and dimity and i are like no no way too many details way too many details so i mean ha- right. you know i I think there's a lot of women in, in our tribe that are interested in doing um, local, you know, organizing local races to support their school or, uh, you know, a charity that they feel strongly about. I mean, you know, how do you juggle all those details? And do you have any tips to give people who are thinking of starting a race? Um, honestly, it, it to be totally truthful, it had happened. They had done the race one year before I came on board. Mm. So I adopted everything that was already done the first <laughs> <laughs> that's just how you do it a few things to make them easier uh-huh. so now it really is just a machine that runs itself I just duplicate the same um the same invitation for tickets and all that good stuff I mean it it's it is a lot of like small details and every year we try to grow like this year we had swag bags for the first time um so I mean it becomes a lot of additional like work to stuff bags and get everything ready for everybody. But I have, that's why I have a daughter. I mean, we sit on the living room floor and stuff bags and talk about her day. And she talks about mine and we figure out what's going on with each other and just get everything done. And then uh, that brings to mind though, that um, if you need permits, so for November project, you all don't need a permit or there is one or like, so we use public, we use public space. Um, if we use spaces that are semi-private in the city, if we have more than 75 people, we need a permit. Mm-hmm. Um, we have tried to do a couple desks and workouts and been thrown out. Um, but the good thing about Philadelphia is that we're so close to parks everywhere that we are, that we'll just call an audible and run to a park. That's, you know, a couple blocks away and have the workout over there if it so happens. But the two spots that we use, the art museum loves having us there. They have no problem with it whatsoever. Um, and Lemon Hill, which is where we have our workouts on Friday is part of Fairmount park. Mm. Um, and oh, actually this, this past, yeah, yeah. So this past Saturday was love your park day. There was a park cleanup. You know, we spoke with the neighbors association that works over there. We sent a bunch of people over to help clean that park as well as other parks in the city. Um, so we want to make sure, I mean, they take such good care of us and allow us to use their space that, you know, we're giving back to the city and doing our part too. Oh, nice. Do you all go, uh, do you all do your hill repeats on that hill that I think is around mile nine, maybe of the Philly marathon, the one that goes up to that, it's like a museum or something. Yeah. That's the police touch museum. Mm -hmm. Um, we do not, but you know what, that would be a great place to do a destination, um, workout. I hate that hill. (laughs) It's so pretty though. I mean, when, when I ran the, um, Philly half, 
um, I think in 2010. And then then I did the Philly Marathon last year. And I mean, I felt like I was transported suddenly to like near Versailles or something. I mean, that big open field and that beautiful building. I'm like, wait, I thought I was in an urban U.S. city. Like, how did I get here? So there's so many spots in Philadelphia where you're, you're, you know, you're in the city and then two blocks away, you're in this oasis where you're, what happened? How did I get here so quickly? It really is such a, such a beautiful city. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So much open space. It's surprising how much open space there is in Philly. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if people want to find, I mean, I know we'll put it on our podcast notes, but is it novemberproject.org if they have one in their city? Is that to see if they have a, pro- a project in their city? I believe it's novemberproject.com. Dot com. It's okay. November. Yeah, it is. It's it's november-project.com. Very good. Very nice. good. And well, when and I know you're you said you're in 26 cities right now? 26 cities in North America. Yeah, we have six Canadian tribes. Nice. Oh, okay. And now you know are you expanding it all soon? Like I noticed there wasn't one in Portland. Is there any talk of any upcoming anybody pledging right now that you know of? We there are a couple pledge classes right now, but I don't know who is even close to the last two that we brought on. We brought on um, Kansas City and Kelowna um, in British Columbia while we were um, at our summit in September, late September. So they were the most the two most recent tribes. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Very cool. Well, keep up the good work. You are a force. It sounds like good luck uh, and 26.2 and then get back to those steps next that following Friday or following Wednesday. I mean, yeah, right. I will do. Oh my goodness. All right. Thanks for joining us, Suzanne. Thanks so much for having me, ladies. Bye-bye. Yeah, I totally had such a good time at that on that Friday morning. I meant to get back this morning. It's Wednesday, but um, it's not the most convenient. I mean, it sounds like it's it is. They feel like they're in pretty urban areas. So mm-hmm. for me, you get to get the capital. I think the Wednesday mornings is always at the capital, and it's like a good. I mean, there's no traffic at five in the morning, right? <laughs> but it's still like a 20, 25 minute drive, one, oh, yeah. maybe 20 minutes one way. So on a school morning, it's tough. Um, mm. But but I, I'm definitely going to keep it in my, you know, in my, what's it called? When you keep your arrows, in my quiver in your of quiver. workouts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but it's not, because it sounds like exactly your cup of tea, Tim, that, that it embraces community and the cross training. And, um, you know, the, the when she said about the making eye contact, I'm like, oh, gosh, Jiminy loves that connection. So, um, so I'm disappointed that. <laughs> it was a little awkward. I mean, definitely, you know, I definitely felt like I, I could see how it can get less awkward. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, the first two hugs and then the end was just a hug five people. And, um, and I did. I mean, I did it, but it was a little awkward. Um, but but it, it does you know, it definitely had a different flavor than a lot of the workouts, you know, that I do at a gym or at Orange Theory. And that was really refreshing. So if that's interesting to you and the free, I mean, the free part cannot be underestimated, oh, especially know. because I would never go run. I mean, I think I ended up counting like 10 or 12 hill repeats that wow. morning. And that's wow a lot for me. And oh, it's I a lot would, for anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would never go do that on my own. I can tell you, unless I, you know, I mean, maybe I did it when I was climbing Pikes Peak, but, you know, on a random Friday morning in November, no. But mm. um, but when you, you got to, you know, like I said, 
this little circle of connection, you're just like, okay, I can do it again. I'll do it again. Okay, I'll do it again. <laughs> oh, and we should make it clear that it, despite its name, it's not just in November that it is year round. I mean, there, it was implied in some of the comments, but just thought I'd yeah. point that out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then yeah. we talked about summer too. Yeah. Well, it's, it's year round. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I also have to say, Dim, that um, as, um, you know, half of a company that um, was founded and has rowing roots, you know, I love that it was two dudes who were like, oh yeah, how come we're rowers? What do we do next? And so. I know, right? It's a big, and I, I have now, now I definitely felt some rowing flavor on it. So that, that's cool. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So now we're going to take a power 10, which is a, um, a rowing term of 10 really powerful strokes over to the challenge corner um, and talk about the stride through the holidays challenge that's going on right now. The five week stay fit, stay sane, don't kill your in-laws challenge we have going. Um, <laughs> And uh, the comment comes from Nicole Berger. What, is, what does she say, Sarah? So she, like a lot of challengers, sound like was having to deal with some cold, wet weather this week. So I felt like Nicole's comment was kind of indicative of that. So she says, I was dreading my run tonight when I saw the forecast called for cold rain all day long. I can overcome rain, cold, and dark, but not altogether. Plus, I left work with a massive headache. But having been inspired by all you ladies, I didn't want to miss out on the Zen Fun Run. And I believe that was Tuesday's workout. Um, it was Mondays. Mondays oh, Mondays. Actually. Okay. Um, so I took my daughter to dance class and took off on my short route in the neighborhood, listening only to the passing cars, my breaths, and footfalls. It turned out to be a perfect misty fall night, and I'm so thankful I was able to run and really enjoy it. Thank you, AMR, for this reinvigorating challenge. The song is um, Lift Me Up by David Guetta. Or Guetta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guetta? Yeah. Guetta? Guetta? I don't know. <laughs> um, something. David wants to lift us all up. Let's just leave it at that. So, hala. Uh, for the first time ever, <laughs> I'm so good at that, aren't I? I'm a natural yeah, on these things. Sarah saying holla. Sarah Bowen Shea saying holla. Let's just mark this down on November 18th. Okay. Okay. Here, let me, 2016. I'll, I'll do it again. 2015. I just did this. Holla. For the first time ever. We are going to have Cyber Monday deals in our online store, motherrunnerstore.com. Not going to spoil the surprise by revealing them now, but had to give you a heads up so you remember to swing by motherrunnerstore.com on Monday, November 30 to shop for your best running friend or yourself or dudes, if you're listening, for your um, female partner in your life or sister or mother. There's loads of great- mother runner. In your life. For the mother runner in your life. Yeah, yeah the mother yeah. runner in your life. Yeah. Sounds like now we should cue the Hallmark music or something. Um, so loads of, loads of great holiday gifts await all season long on our site. And then also follow us on Instagram as we often showcase our merch on there, as well as share snippets of runs, travels, family life, you name it. We're at the mother runner on Instagram. So many happy miles to all of you listening. Here's an armless hug coming from both of us. Bring your neck in, Sarah. <laughs>